Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. The Bible tells us that a young woman named Mary was visited by an angel. The angel told her she would give birth to God's son. Mary asked how this could be possible since she was not yet married. The angel, 
The angel explained this was possible through the power of God's Holy Spirit and said, For with God nothing will be impossible. Mary was overjoyed. She sang a song of praise to God. She sang, For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. By the time Jesus was born, the nation of Israel was occupied by the Romans. The people were oppressed and weary. Hundreds of years before this moment, God spoke through a prophet of Israel named Isaiah. God told his people that he'll send a savior, a Messiah, to bring them peace, healing, and salvation from their sins. Many of God's people forgot about Isaiah's prophecy. They forgot who the hope that was promised to them. They forgot who they were waiting for.
husband Joseph made a long journey to the town of Bethlehem according to the Roman law that had been issued for the census. The time came for Mary to have her baby. She brought forth her son. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. There were shepherds in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel stood before them and said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. For there is born to you this day a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. The shepherds left their flocks and went quickly into Bethlehem and found a baby lying in the manger, just as the angel had said. After they had seen him, they were all throughout the town, telling others what joy they had felt. The promise of hope was born that night. Jesus, God's only Son, came to live among us as God with us. He knew that people needed to know how great God's love and mercy towards them was. He knew they needed hope. The scriptures say that Jesus knew he would suffer and die on the cross. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down myself. He knew that his sinless life would be the acceptable sacrifice for all sin, for all time, for all mankind. Jesus made a way for us to live a new life in him. 
Jesus, if we accept the sacrifice of Jesus, we will discover this wonderful gift of hope, the gift the shepherds found. God spoke to Isaiah saying, Jesus was sent to bring good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. He was sent to bring freedom to those that are captive, to bring joy in the place of tears. We've been working so hard since September on this, and these kiddos brought their absolute best for you and their best for King Jesus today. <laughs> I'm also super excited. We had some middle schoolers join us this year, and they were such an anchor. <laughs> I just want to quickly thank a couple people, and I could not have done this without Betsy. If you want to just stand up and wave. <laughs> she has the voice of an angel. I do not. And so it was really a blessing to have her alongside this year and, and just helping us reach all those notes. Um, Tanya Johnson, she stepped up this year. All, all during our rehearsals, she was the one pushing stop and rewind and play and stop. And every time we had to start over, she was back there um, and not breaking a sweat. Uh, ben Crowpatch, let's just, uh, let's just admit it. <laughs> we are all completely inept and incapable without him. So <laughs> thank you so much. And Kara, she did some nice slides for us. This message has been just resonating on my heart since September, and this message of hope, and I've been praying and seeking God, you know, God, what is it about this hope that is, is different from just the word hope? And the hope that we sang about today, it's, it's not vague. It's not, it's not a mystery. The hope that we sang about today is anchored in the promises of God. And that's the hope that we have. That's what we cling to. And if you don't know, the Bible is full of God's promises. And if you have found any of those promises, can you say amen today for yourself? We're going to sing the first song again. And we just want to bring this whole message full circle and also kind of like an encore presentation. You are welcome to stand and sing with us if you would like. The slides will be up there. Um, and then at the end, let's just give it up for them one more time.
Excellent. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Thank you, children. You guys sound amazing, don't they? They sounded absolutely amazing this morning. My goodness. I'll tell you, we, we got the privilege of um, seeing them practice every Sunday after service. And so I, I want to do this. We, we want to celebrate Sarah. I know she thanked a lot of people. Did she already leave? I, I'm, she's so fast. Um, well, we have a, a gift. We want to honor Sarah. We've got, we'll wait until she comes back inside here, and we'll do it at the end. Um, but we want to we honor Sarah and all the hard work that she did. Um, those of you that don't know, she wrote that entire performance. Sarah wrote that herself. Um, she put a lot of prayer into it every year. Um, you know, we, we search for um, a, a performance, and there are some, you know, ones that have been written out that you can find online. Um, and she was searching and searching. There she is right there. Come on. I'm talking about you right now, Sarah. Can we just stand and give her a round of applause this morning? And we just are so grateful. I was saying that, um, you know, she searched online for a performance um, that was pre-written and pre-done, and nothing was really resonating. Nothing was really hitting exactly what um, she was sensing and feeling that God wanted to do this year. And so she said, you know what? I'm just going to write it. And I thought, you go for it. Yes. And so I just want to say thank you. That was um, absolutely inspired by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit. And we're so grateful for all the work that you put in. And I want to also honor the parents here today. Can, If you are a parent of one of the children uh, that was performing today, can we just give them a round of applause this morning? Because we recognize that those kiddos, and I'm going to try to lower this here while I'm talking. Pastor Ben's a little too tall. Um, we recognize that those kiddos didn't drive themselves to and from the practices every week, and it takes a lot of sacrifice and preparation um, by the parents as well. Um, those parents knew those songs by heart because they've been listening to them in the car. They've been listening to them in the living room. They've been listening to them as they've been cooking dinner at night, and so thank you so much uh, for your sacrifice as well and so for allowing your children to be a part of the performance today. Absolutely wonderful. And, you know, this, this message of, of Christ um, as we celebrate Christmas and Christ being our hope um, is, is so, you know, hits, hits home for me every year. Um, when, when I came to Christ at the age of 20, you know, leading up to that point, um, Christmas time was, was about gifts. It was about family. Um, and occasionally I would see the Christmas card come my way that had a little baby on the front of it. And I thought, oh, well, that's just cute. You know, a little baby in a manger. Um, I didn't fully understand who that baby was. Uh, I didn't have a full understanding that, come on, he is our hope. And so when I came to Christ and I discovered that truth, um, it just hits me different every Christmas. Um, it hits me different. And I realize that that child that was born in that manger is the Savior of my life. Amen. 
And, um, and many of you here today have come to know that truth as well. And so I, I just want to uh, read a few scriptures to us this morning. And then we have a, a special individual that's going to come up and share their testimony with us today. Um, but if you have your Bible with you, could you turn uh, to Matthew chapter 1? Matthew chapter 1, and uh, we're going to talk about this, this idea of hope, the hope that was born this night. Matthew chapter 1, and starting in verse 20, it says, Joseph, the son of David, the angel said. So this is an angel appearing to Joseph. Joseph, Joseph was to be married to, to Mary, and he discovered that she was pregnant with child, and he knew and it wasn't from him, all right? And so he was making preparations and plans uh, to, to, to divorce, to put away uh, Mary, and, and, and he's preparing that way. But the angel appears to him and says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Everybody say amen. Amen. Now, John 3.16 is a verse many of us may know. Um, for, for many years, we would see this verse on the side of um, billboards at baseball games. Not so much anymore, but John 3.16 says this, for this is how God loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone Say that with me. Say everyone. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Will not perish, but have eternal life. Everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And the last verse I'm going to read to us this morning is found in Hebrews chapter 6. It'll be here on the screen for us as well. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 it starts, it says, therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope that these children sang about this morning, this hope that this verse is talking about today, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls anchor for our souls. Will you just join with me as I pray this morning? God, we just thank you so much. We thank you so much for the message that we've heard already today. God, we thank you so much for the children who did such an incredible job proclaiming the truth and the hope that we have in Jesus. And Lord, we pray that this morning as we look to your word and as we hear a testimony today, that God, you would minister to each one of us right where we're at. God, right in the midst of the circumstance, right in the midst of the season that we find ourselves in, that we would discover this hope that is in you. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen, amen, amen. This idea of hope, um, a lot of us um, put our hope, we put our hope in many things, don't we? Um, all of us here right now in this exact moment, you're putting your hope in that chair that you're sitting in. Do you know that? Oh, Yeah. You're hoping that it's going to support you and you ain't going to fall over right now. You know, we, we have these dining room chairs. I don't even, this wasn't plan, planned. This just kind of came to me. But we have these, we had, 
I should clarify, these dining room chairs that we found and we loved and, and they were so great and they, they were really a unique design and we loved them and we purchased them and we sat in them and we had our hope and confidence that these chairs would support us as we sat in them at our dining room table. But as time progressed, something began to happen to these chairs. Suddenly I look down at them and I'm noticing that the, 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 the parts where it connects and the legs and all these different, that they're kind of coming apart and they don't look so secure anymore. And, and it get, got to this point that I looked down one day and they were no longer attached. And I just thought, thank you, Jesus, that I saw that before that chair just fell apart as I was sitting in it. So thank goodness no one sat in our dining room chairs and had them. But as we, as we discovered that, we began to look at all of these chairs. And we found that every single one of them was doing this. And we took the chairs into a, 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 a wood maker that, that repairs furniture. And we said, can you fix these chairs? And he took one look at them and said, oh, no. I'm not going to touch those chairs. And we just thought, you can't fix them? And he goes, he goes no. He said, he said, I can't fix those. Those have a design flaw. Uh, I, can, I can do some repairs, but it's only going to be temporary. It's just a matter of time before they're going to fall apart. And, and, and they're not, they're not going to be trustworthy. You're not going to be able to put your hope in those chairs that they're going to remain and they're going to be secure that when you sit in them that you're not going to fall to the floor. And so we, we just thought, man, what are we going to do? I mean, we'd only had them for like a year and a half. So we took them back. And now we're in the process of finding some chairs that are going to be strong and trustworthy. But we're putting our hope in some chairs today, but the reality in life is we put our hope in a lot of different things, don't we? Um, from time to time, we can put our hope in relationships. From time to time, we can put our hope in finances. We can put our hope in a career. We can put our hope in job. We can put our hope in a parent or a spouse. Um, and I, I would love to invite Christina to come up today. And uh, we wanna, I, wanna, I want you to hear um, from someone right here in Canvas Church um, today, hear her testimony and hear how she discovered this hope that is found in Jesus and how it has transformed and changed her life. So, Christina, thank you for coming today. Thank you for being willing to share your story. Thank you. Um, so, my name is Christina Rodriguez, for those that don't know me. I'm just going to start and dive right in. Um, before building a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I was a mess, a mess. At the age around 10 or 12, and I'm sorry, my family is probably going to be like, what? I didn't know. It's the way it happens. I've taken care of it with God, and let me tell you, he's great. I was a mess. At around age 10 or 12, I had been molested by someone close to me. I felt confused as to why they would do this to me. Um, at the age of 13, I started to drink alcohol or drink alcohol at school. Um, during my high school years was one of the worst, I say the worst for me. I became depressed. I became feeling lonely. I thought I had the strictest mom in the world. I couldn't go nowhere, couldn't do anything. So I was always at home. I started to have suicidal thoughts. I used to sit there and think like, how am I gonna kill myself? And I would literally think it out, and then I'd be like, oh, that's going to hurt, and that's going to hurt. And so here I am. I didn't kill myself. At around the age 18, 
I moved out of my house without my parents knowing. My dad had gone to Mexico and he was coming back that day and I was like, great, perfect time for me to leave when no one's home. So I left and I moved in with my boyfriend and everything his mom had been telling me was true. He was a drug addict, he was an alcoholic. When I had moved in, I felt I didn't have a choice but to stay. Um, in that relationship, I suffered a couple miscarriages, emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse. Thank God I finally left that relationship after three years. Um, in 2004, I met my daughter's dad. We were together for about five years. After we split up, I went back to old habits, drinking, going to the bars, partying, being promiscuous in many relationships I had no business being in. After we split up, um, I remember this conversation I had with my sister-in-law, and she's here. And I was just basically bragging about all I was doing, and I gotta hold this because I gotta read her words for word. She said, mija, you're playing with fire, and one day you're gonna get burned. And I laughed, and I said, no, I won't. I felt so untouchable at that time. I felt like I'm living my best life. I'm partying, doing everything I wanna do, what else? Well, one day I got burned. You see, I was having a relationship with a married man. After some time, his wife found out and all drama broke loose. My thinking was way off at this time in my life, way off. I used to praise the things of the enemy. I used to say, I'm going to hell, so what's the use of doing good? I didn't think God could ever forgive all I had done. I remember this one time I was so hungover and I had a massive headache and us Mexican people, we grabbed that chancla, that sandal, and I was about to hit Nolani when I heard this voice say, stop. And I put that sandal down and I remember just thinking like, God, you need to help me here because I'm gonna catch a CPS case if you don't help me. After some time we moved here to Poway, <clears throat> Nolani was attending Valley Elementary School in Poway and there was a banner there of a church was gonna be meeting in their auditorium. And she kept saying, mom, can we go to that church? Can we go to that church? Well, I grew up Catholic, so to me, trying to go to a different church was like, <gasps> it's a big sin. But she kept asking me, and I always known that um, Nolani was like a gift to me, because I had, by this time, I had had four miscarriages, and she's the only one that came and was born and everything. So I was like, okay, let's go. So we went, and it was the Rock Church um, and Outreach Center, the sister church to the one in San Bernardino. Um, we attended there for a few years, and then July 10th, 2016, I got baptized there. And that December, we merged with Canvas Church, and I've been here since. I had a hard time. <laughs> I had a hard time because then Olani is growing, and she's getting in her teenage years. And now she doesn't want to come to church. Now she says she doesn't believe in God. And I was having a hard time with that. But then I had to remember how I felt at her age. And all I knew was that I just had to pray for her and leave it in God's hand to do his work in her. So she's not here today, but she's at home and she knows what I'm doing. And I know she believes because I catch her singing the song Oceans in the Shower sometimes. So, like, I know she believes. Um... It was when I started coming to church that I learned how to have that personal relationship with God. I don't remember who it was, but they're like, just talk to him like you're talking to one of your friends. And I was like, what? Me talk to God like one of my friends? You're right. 
I learned that, yes, you talk to God just like you're talking to one of your friends. Um, that's how I've learned to reach out to him. This year has been, I could say, like one of the roughest years of everything I've been through in my life. This year has hit me hard. In January, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I had to have two surgeries in March to remove the cancer, and then I had to do 20 sessions of radiation from April to May. At this time, I had been involved with um, my boyfriend at that time for like 11 years. A lot of people didn't know about our relationship. My closest cousins, they were there, they knew. He's in prison um, serving a life sentence. At that time, I found out that he had been talking to someone else for the last two months. So as you can see, I was already feeling crushed, and that was just the icing that just shattered me. Because I was trying to process that my dad had died in April. Why did I have cancer and I'm going through this radiation treatment? And now the person that I had thought I was going to marry is having a relationship with someone else. So I learned to do what was best for me. And I knew I needed to reach out to God like never before. I knew he was my only hope because people had disappointed me in my life. And God never failed me any time that I needed somebody there. I didn't ever understand when people would say, he's going to come for you like nobody else. He's going to be there for you like nobody else. I didn't understand that until this year when I got on my knees in the shower and I cried out to God. And I asked him to help me because in my own strength, those suicidal thoughts were coming back. I was getting depressed. I just knew that he was the one that could save me. I finally started to mentally process everything that was going on the last few months. I was feeling like I was in a boxing ring, like those hits were just coming from everywhere. I had avoided to going back home because I knew that that would mean I was going to face the truth that my dad had died. I was in denial. I knew I couldn't get stuck and spiral down again. I had to put my hope in Jesus and ask him every day to help me get through that day. I was at work. I would pray in a room and I'd be like, God, I, I don't know. Just help me here. Help me. And one of the times when I asked him for help, I heard him say, I just want to see how strong your faith is. I cling to those words. When I broke up with my boyfriend, we broke up. I had, was reading my devotional the next day after we broke up. And I just wanted to read what that devotional said because those words stick to me. He said, you're initiating a new path today. Trust where I send you. Trust the task. Trust the path. My spirit has gone ahead for you, and you do not need to strive. Those words spoke so clearly that I've hung on to them every day that I think about going back to some of the old ways of me. I also had to remind myself of some of the scriptures that I learned on very early. Hebrews 3, uh, 13, 15. God says he will never leave us or forsake us. Philippians 4, 13, one of my friends that I used to work with before taught me this one. I could do to everything with Christ who strengthens me. Psalms 23, 4, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. How God is it to know that God's there to comfort us like nobody else can? And he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans for a hope and a future. 
those words, I have to remind myself every day to know that God is there with me and he's comforting me. Do I mess up? Yes, I'm human. But the more I seek God, the more I learn what he wants from me and the more I do it his way. Because Christina's way, I already know what that's like. And I have to keep doing it God's way. God is teaching me also what a real relationship and a marriage is like. He's put some of the most amazing married couples in my life. Pastor Ben, Pastor Katie, my sister-in-law, and my brother Eddie, and many more in my family that have gone through struggles in life. And you see, oh, we've been married 20, 30 years, and it's like, wow, I want that one day to where before I was like, how can you be with the same person for all them years? That was my thinking, I'm being real. You see, without God, I was a mess. With God, I'm comforted and have peace, even the storms of my life. With God in my life, I've been able to forgive everyone that's ever hurt me in any way or done me wrong in any way. Every day, I seek God with all my heart, and I continue to put my hope in him because I know that he is going to take care of me no matter what. There's nothing I can hide from God. Everything we do, he already knows. Every thought we have, he already knows. We're only fooling ourselves to think that we're hiding it from him. Trust me when I tell you God comforts us like no one else. God never leaves us. It is us who leave God, and then we wonder why things go wrong. Well, we're the ones that walked away. God gives such a peace that you won't even understand how you're feeling the peace in the middle of your storm. On the second day of my radiation, as I was driving this, sorry, the two days after my dad died and I was driving a radiation, I was thinking in the car, God, how am I going to do this? This song came on, and it was from Evan Kraft, and it's called Be All Right. And it was saying that it doesn't matter what you're going through. With God, you're going to be all right. And I've been all right. You don't have to wait to get ready to seek God. You have to have an open heart and really want him to change you and call on him. God loves you no matter what. And just trust me when I tell you, our hope has to be in Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, and no one else is ever going to do that for us. No one but our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ has died for our sins and will be there for you through everything you ever go through. Trust me when I tell you that. Come on. Thank you, Christina. So grateful. Those of you, um, many of you know how, how much courage and bravery it takes to get up and share your story. Um, and I, I'm grateful the Bible talks about the power of our testimony, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so, Christina, thank you so much for being willing um, to share your journey and your stuff with us, your brokenness, and the areas that God has mended and healed. Um, and, and I love what she said here today is that, that our hope has to be in Christ. Amen. You know, that the idea of um, the anchor. Uh, I grew up 
in the Northwest, and we would go out on a boat often, and uh, we would go fishing and shrimping and crabbing. Um, some of you don't know what that means, um, but we would we would go out on the boat early, early, early in the morning. And I'll never forget this one this one day, this one moment when we were out on the boat, and it was very early, and uh, it, the fog began to roll in. And if you've ever been in the Northwest on the water, when the fog rolls in, um, you cannot see. You cannot see a thing. And I remember being, I was, you know, I I was younger, and I remember being a little bit scared. And this is a scary moment because you literally cannot see a thing. And we knew that there were a ton of boats out in the water with us at that time. And uh, my parents and my grandparents were just so calm, and I didn't quite understand that. And I saw them just leap into action, and we would watch them. We were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they, they just said, we're going to, we're going to, they turned off the motor. And then they started digging around in, in, in the boat, and they pulled out this thing, and it was just this big anchor and this chain that was attached to it that was so long. And they, they took it over the side of the boat, and they let the anchor down, and they kept letting it down until that moment when it hit the, the, the sea bottom. And then they pulled on a little bit to the point to where it was secure. And they just said, all right, we're just going to, we're going to hunker down and we're going to wait this out. And that's exactly what we did. And you know what that anchor did? That anchor kept us in place. That anchor made sure that we were immovable. That when the, as the waves were coming and as the fog was thick, it made sure that we were not going to be tossed here or there, that we weren't going to accidentally come up on shore, that we weren't going to crash into another boat that we couldn't see that was out there. It made sure, it, it was made sure that we were going to, we were going to remain in place that we were going to be safe and we could trust that anchor, that it was, it was secure and it was going to hold us there and keep us safe until that fog lifted. And that's exactly what happened. And I just thought, well, what if, what if the other boats, you know, oh, come along? And, and my mom said, no, 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 everybody understands. Every boater understands that when that fog rolls in, the only way that you get through that storm is by putting that anchor down. And how many of you know we face many different seasons in life? We're going to face many different seasons in life. And if our anchor is not secure, in, if, if, our, if our anchor isn't this hope that we have found in Jesus, this exact passage is actually talking about the, the promises of God, like Sarah mentioned earlier, the promises of God that were made to Abraham. And, and every promise that was made to Abraham is, is also made to us because we are descendants of Abraham. And those of us that put our hope in the, the God of Abraham, uh, we, we are heirs of that promise. And, and every promise of God is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. The Bible talks about the the promises of God are yes and in him, amen. In Jesus, they are yes and amen. And so our promises, our hope are secure in Jesus. And so when, when when he is our anchor, when the promises of God are our anchor, how many of you know when the, the hardships come along? When, when the diagnosis from the doctor comes, we have a strong anchor. 
a trustworthy anchor that is going to keep us secure and not we're we're not going to crash we're not going to we're not going to you know um, be destroyed and that we're we're secure in Christ he is our hope our hope of of life eternal life everlasting amen he is our hope when how many of you know that there there are times in life when when seasons are real good you know what I'm talking about? Some of you are here today and you're like, I, I'm good. I'm good. Life is good. My marriage is good. The finances are looking good. The kids are behaving today. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't know about in the next couple hours, but today, right now, as I'm sitting in service, I'm pretty sure the kids are behaving. Life is good. You know what? In those moments when everything on the outside looks like it's good and we don't necessarily need to, to hold tight to that hope that we have in Christ, that, that anchor that we have, how many of you know that, that there are times in life when I'll remember being out on the boat and we would be on the river? How many of you have ever boated on a river before? And, and it looks so smooth. Um, I love water skiing, and man, when I see the water smooth as glass, I'm like, oh, yes. Oh yes, we're gonna we're gonna put the boat out right now. We're gonna go water skiing. But when you're out there and it it looks like everything is good. There's no winds, you know, making the waves go crazy. All 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 things look good. You know what? There's still an undercurrent. What does that undercurrent represent in our life? The flesh? Undercurrent of sin? We're we're human. And, and even though life may look good and finances may look good, there, there is something that can happen in those moments when we just kind of let go of our anchor. You know what can happen in those moments? We can just subtly, slowly drift. And you know, when we drift in life in those moments, we never drift towards Jesus. <laughs> How have you realized that, that in those moments, and, and it's like all of a sudden the light bulb comes on and later on you realize, how did I get all the way down here? Like way over there and I'm here and I'm like, how did that happen? We drifted. We drifted. That's why as Christ followers, as believers, we stay attached and hold firm to that hope, that anchor at all times in life, whether this season is a season of a hardship or whether it's a season where, man, everything looks like it's good and nothing could go wrong. We've got to make sure that we're still secure and attach that hope that we've found in Christ. Hope was born that night. And that's what we celebrate this Christmas season. That's what we're celebrating as we gather together and as the kids perform and as we sing the Christmas carols. It's not just a cute little baby on a card. That's our Savior. He's the Savior of the world that was given to us by God, His one and only Son, that He might come down, die on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins, so that we might have life, eternal life everlasting. This is the hope. It's Jesus. And when we're secure and we're attached and we're holding tight to that hope, that is our anchor. And it is a strong and trustworthy anchor. He will never do you wrong. Never do you wrong. Will you just stand at your feet this morning as we conclude? I'm going to finish up a little bit early today because there's a lot of fun going to be happening. And we're going to go take pictures and we're going to enjoy some treats together and some hot chocolate and coffee. And we're going to get some pictures of Santa because it's just fun. But maybe you're here this morning 
and you've heard, you heard the, the performance from the children, and you've you heard the verses that were read today, and this idea of being anchored to this, this hope that we have in Christ. And you are realizing this morning that, you know what, my anchor hasn't been Jesus. That, that, that the hope that, I, that, that, that we find as Christ followers in Christ Jesus, that isn't what I've been anchored to. Maybe, maybe you're realizing that that anchor has been a spouse. And as, as wonderful as they are and as, as much as they love you, they're human. And they can't be our source. They, they can't be the one that we put our hope in. Because they, they're, just, they're just human, just like we are. And they're going to make mistakes and they're going to fail us from time to time. Maybe you're realizing today that, 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 that your hope is, you've been anchored to, to the hope of your finances. That, man, as long as finances are secure and that the bank account looks good, man, I'm good. And the last couple years have just made you wonder, made you waver, and, and finances haven't been so secure. And you're realizing today that, man, I, I, need, I need to shift that. I need, I need to be anchored to that hope in Jesus. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else. I don't know. You, know. you know what it might be today. You know what you might have been putting your hope in this morning. You're realizing, you know what? There is a strong and trustworthy anchor. That hope in Jesus, and I need, to, I need to attach myself to this morning. And that's you. And Just take a moment and just go ahead and begin to close your eyes this morning. You might wonder why is she having me close my eyes. It's just so that we can just do a, an evaluation this morning. So as we close our eyes and just think about our lives, think about what we've been putting our hope in, what we've been anchored to. And maybe you're here today and you're just realizing it, man, I've been putting my hope in some other things and I just need to shift that and I need to, I need to put it in Christ once again this morning. And that's you. Could you just slip your hand up today? So I know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. You can put your hand down. Maybe you're here today and you, you've never surrendered your life to Christ. You've never said, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and I might be forgiven like Christina was forgiven for the sins of her past. And, and I need that today. I need to put my, my trust in, in Christ. I, need, I want him to be my Lord and Savior. I, want, I need him to forgive me for my sins. I need to put my hope in Christ today. And you need, you need to pray, pray that prayer this morning and ask the Lord to forgive you and, and just put your hope and trust in him this morning for the first time. Or maybe once again, can you just shoot your hand up in the air so I know who I'm praying for this morning? there's anybody that needs that, thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. A couple of hands raised for that. Here's what we're going to do, because um, here at Canvas, we believe that we're never meant to live the, the, the journey of faith alone. That you're, you're, not, you're not living this life of faith in Jesus on your own. We do it together. And so um, there are some individuals that raised their hand this morning that said that they need to surrender their lives to Christ and invite him to to forgive them of their sins and be their Lord and Savior. So I would love to pray this prayer together as a church family. So um, can, we, can we do that together with them this morning, especially if you raise your hand this morning? Just repeat this prayer after me today. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask you 
to forgive me for my sins. Thank you for coming. Thank you for dying on the cross that I might have life, life eternal. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. I surrender my life to you today. I choose to put my hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, what a great day. Um, hey, we have, uh, if you were one of the ones that raised your hand and uh, you prayed that prayer, I'd love to connect with you. There'll be, um, I'll be up here for a few moments. My wife will be up here for a few moments. If you need prayer for anything, we can have some of the small group leaders up here and some of the other pastors love to pray for you for anything that you might need today. Um, but we have uh, two more gatherings together here in 2021. Isn't that crazy? Man, it's, it's coming to an end. And so we have next Sunday, love for you to come on back. Um, got a great message for you um, that I can't wait to share with you next Sunday, 10 o'clock, same time. And then um, on uh, Christmas Eve, uh, we have another live one, all right? And so that's, that's what's happening live right here on campus. Love for you to come back, check those out. Christmas Eve, 4.30 right here, 4.30 to 5.30. And then uh, the last Sunday of the year, you might be thinking, Pastor, you don't know how to count. There's another Sunday. Well, the last Sunday of the year, we always give all of our ministry team off, and we do church at home. And so on that last Sunday, we won't be here. If you come, you'll be the only one here. And so, and yeah, don't think if, you, if, you, if you're thinking like end times, we didn't get raptured. We're just at home. Um, and, so, and so on that Sunday, just tune in and uh, we'll have a service for you online. All right. So two more live gatherings next Sunday, 10 o'clock, Christmas Eve. Come on back, 430 and then church at home. But as you're making your way out, okay, no one is too old for Santa Claus. Okay, grab your friends, grab your family. Santa's in the cafe. He's better than any mall Santa, so save your money. It's free. Grab your kids out of class. Go get pictures. Have fun. Enjoy some cookies, some treats. It's going to be a great day. God bless you. Merry Christmas. If you need prayer for anything, come on up. Love to pray with you. God bless you.